Hi, I'm Associate Pastor Ryan French, and we're so glad you're listening to the Apostolic Tabernacle Church podcast. We hope this teaching and preaching resource is a blessing. We'd love to pray for you. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, you can do so by visiting our website, www.aptabupc.com. Just click the prayer request tab in the menu. You can also support this ministry with an offering at the website as well, or by texting the word GIVE to 678-846-6522. Again, that's 678-846-6522. If you live in the Atlanta area, we'd be honored to see you in one of our services. We'll invite you right into our church family and make you feel right at home. Feels good in church today, doesn't it? I feel I feel an affirmation of, of the Holy Ghost after that song. I felt an affirmation anyway, but I love to feel a confirmation in the spirit. I feel like God wants to embolden us, embolden us this morning and strengthen us be everything that he's called us to be. Amen. How many want to be everything that God's called you to be? I, I want to live up to my potential in God. I don't want to stand before the Lord and realize that I had only been living to a small portion of my potential. I want to meet the potential that God's placed in my life. And all of us, I believe, we feel that way today. I'd like to direct your attention to 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 23, and verse number 20. 2 Samuel 23 and verse number 20. And I want us to jump in on a story here that it's one of the lesser known stories of the Bible. I certainly don't hear it preached very often, mentioned very often, but it's a powerful, powerful story from the Old Testament. If you have that, say amen. 2 Samuel 23, verse 20. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabzeel, who had done many acts, he slew two lions like men of Moab. Pay attention to this. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in time of snow. And he slew an Egyptian, a goodly man. And the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and had the name among three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three. And David set him over his guard. And David set him over his guard. I'd like to preach from a bold title today because God wants us to be emboldened, and so I'm preaching Devil Chasing Lion Slayers devil-chasing lying slayers. 
I think that God wants us to be on the offensive and not on the defense. And I hope you'll believe that before we're done today. Put your Bibles down, lift up your hands, and let's ask the Lord to help us. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would strengthen us. I pray that you would embolden us. I pray that we would be brave. I pray that we would be strong. I pray that we would be unafraid. I pray that we'd be unashamed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, he comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are there any praisers in the house this morning? Is there anybody who knows how to give praise that makes demons tremble? Is there anybody who knows the name that causes the gates of hell to shudder and fear? I wish you'd open up your mouth and just and just wage some spiritual warfare this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Devil chasing pit slayers. Devil chasing lion slayers. Amen. Benaiah isn't a name that we hear mentioned very often in our sermons and Sunday school lessons, but he was a great warrior who served King David valiantly. And after David's death, he served his son, King Solomon, with great distinction as well. And as we're first introduced to Benaiah, the only distinguishing characteristic mentioned is that he was the son of a mighty warrior. He was the son of a great and powerful man. Now let me pause and testify to you today and say from my own experience, it's wonderful to be the son of a great man. It's wonderful to be the son of a general of the faith. It's wonderful to be the son of someone who knows how to slay lions and slay bears and, and deal with the threats of this world. And, and it's good to have a good heritage. What a blessing from the Lord that is. But let me also tell you, there comes a time in your life when you have to decide whether or not you are going to be something great for God. There comes a time, young person, when you have to make up your mind, am I going to just be the son of a great man or am I going to stand up and be a great man? Am I just going to be the son of a prince? warrior or am I going to be a prayer warrior? Am I, am I just going to be somebody who had a grandma who knew how to touch the hem of the Lord's garment or am I going to learn how to touch the hem of his garment for myself? Am I going to just tell somebody else's stories or am I going to get involved in the battle and have some stories of my own? I wish a young person would hear me this morning. It's time to decide. I'm going to stand up and be what God has called me to be in my life. I believe the steps of a righteous man and a righteous woman are ordered of the Lord. Does anybody believe that? I believe your steps are ordered of the Lord. I believe that God has a plan for your life and for my life. Even if you're in a 
pit right now on a snowy day and there's a lion staring you in the face and you can't see the good plan that God has for your life, I want you to know God is ordering your steps. God has put you in that pit for a person. Somebody needs to hear me right now. God has put you in a place of pain for a purpose. He has a plan for you and it's not a bad plan. It is a good plan. He plans to prosper you. He plans to bless you. He plans to anoint you. He plans to bring you through it. He didn't put there so you die. He put you there so you have a testimony on the other side that God is great and greatly to be praised. That God is bigger than my pit. God is bigger than my problem. God is bigger than my pain. God is bigger than the lion. God's bigger than the giant. God is great and greatly to be praised. I believe that God carefully positions us to accomplish great things. Young person, I want you to hear me because culture is telling young people that they are the worst generation. But I want you to know that God is calling some people in the spirit realm to be the greatest apostolic generation the world has ever seen. I don't care what your peers do. God has called you to be the greatest devil stomping generation that has ever lived. To be the greatest lion chasing generation the world has ever seen. You're going to go down in pits but you're going to slay demons in those pits. You're going to go down into the miry clay but you're going to come out fighting in Jesus name because God has called you for a purpose. <laughs> yes. But, but here's, here's the difficult thing because we're human. The right place often seems like the wrong place. And the wrong place in life often seems like the right place. And the right time often feels like the wrong time and vice versa. Fighting a lion in a pit on a snowy day doesn't seem like a good thing. Chasing lions into pits doesn't seem like a good plan. But in fact, chasing a lion into a pit on a snowy day is one of the reasons that David chose Benaiah to be the captain of his private bodyguards. You see, David had also killed his lions and David had also killed his bears and giants and he knew a great man when he saw a great man. It was the crazy act of killing a lion in a pit that propelled Benaiah to greatness. God often uses our past experiences to prepare us for future opportunities. But those opportunities often manifest themselves as terrifying lions in a terrifying pit on a freezing cold day. When you don't feel great, you don't feel powerful, you don't hear the choir singing, you don't feel the brush wings. You don't feel the surge of fiery anointing. You just see fear all around you. It feels hopeless and empty. I'm preaching to somebody right now. But go ahead and stomp on that demon and let hell know God is preparing me for something bigger than this pit. God is preparing me to fight battles bigger than this lion. God is preparing me Woo! 
Yes, yes, yes. In fact, God is going to use the most difficult circumstances in your life. And I'm not just talking about toothaches and headaches and stubbing your toe. I'm talking about the pits that are so deep you can't even see the sunlight from the bottom of the pit. I'm talking about days that are so cold you can't even feel your fingers or your toes. I'm talking about depression so strong you don't think you can even get up tomorrow morning. But I want you to know that's the very pit that's the very place that God is going to use to propel you to do great and mighty things. Hey, ha, 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 ha. I'm preaching to somebody this morning who's been through some stuff. You've been attacked by some stuff. You know what it means to be afraid of real things. You face some real demonic spirits in your prayer closet and you've come face to face with death. I want you to know that was not your worst day because God was with you. God was for you and God is preparing you. When I look back over my own life, when I look back over my own life, I see that the greatest opportunities were the scariest lions. I, I see the turning points in my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That, that moment where you, you finally made a right decision. You finally started heading in the right direction. Those things don't happen by accident. God is preparing your way. God is ordering your steps. And, and I know that my dad, growing up, he used to call it a watershed moment. It's one of those times in life where you have to make a decision. And depending on which decision you make, it will determine the course of the rest of your life. Some of you are facing watershed moments right now. And you're looking at a fork in the road where you can either go to the left or you can go to the right. And let me just tell you, you better choose God every single time. Don't choose the world. Don't choose your friends. Don't choose money. Don't choose a job. Don't choose fame. Don't choose fortune. No. Choose God every time. I don't care if you have to take a pay cut. Choose God. I don't care if you have to lose some friends, choose God. I don't care if you have to be made fun of, choose God. I don't care if your family gets mad at you, choose God. I don't care if your friends get mad at you, choose God every single time. I remember my own life. I don't really like to tell personal stories real often, but, but I remember in my life one of the biggest watershed moments was, was uh, when I just came out of Bible college and I was facing a fork in the road because while I was in college, I, I got a job because Dad told me if I didn't start paying my own bills, I was going to be in big trouble. And my car broke down. Do you remember this? The Pontiac Sunfire broke down. And every time my cars previously had broken down, I went to dad and he'd help me pay to get them fixed. And this time it was going to be a lot of money. It was going to be a few thousand dollars. And I went to dad and dad said, you're going to have to find a way to pay for it. And I said, hello. And so I realized I was going to have to go get a, a real grown-up job. I couldn't just do play, play jobs. So I went and got a grown-up job making $8 an hour or something like that. $8.50 an hour. And, uh, but I worked my way up all through Bible college, and I was making almost $100,000 a year at that job. And I was extremely young.
And, and I graduated from Bible college because I felt that I had a call of God on my life. And the Lord told me, you're going to quit that job and you're going to go somewhere and you're going to take a ministry position where you make a whole lot less money. And I had to make a decision. Do I want to serve God or do I want to serve man? Hello, do I want to serve God or do I want to serve money? And I made a decision that was hard to make as a young man. And I decided I was going to give up $100,000 a year so that I could go be in ministry and make $200 every two weeks. I don't even know how I did it, but can I tell you, I don't regret it. I was in a pit facing a lion, but that's the moment of your opportunity where God is calling you to higher heights, where God is calling you to deeper depths in prayer, where God is testing your faith and he's turning you into something stronger and better than you ever thought you could be. Benaiah went on to achieve a brilliant military career. In fact, he climbed all the way to the position of commander-in-chief of Israel's army. But it all started with what many would consider being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But in actuality, his success can be traced all the way back to that cold, snowy day when he decided to chase a lion into a pit and slay it. Benaiah was faced with the same choice that each of us face from time to time. Run away or give chase. Run away or give chase. I don't know what exactly you're facing today. Maybe you're a Jonah running from the call of God on your life rather than running towards God's will. Maybe you're like Gideon hiding in a cave threshing wheat in fear and God is trying to arrest your attention and call you a mighty man of valor but you don't even recognize your own courage yet. Maybe you're in a pit facing a lion of addiction that seems impossible to defeat. Maybe you're like Daniel and you're in a lion's den through no fault of your own and now you have to determine whether or not you really believe in prayer because it's one thing to say you believe God is a prayer answering God but it's another thing to be down in a pit facing a lion when you really have to pray and you really have to get an answer right away then you're going to find out whether or not you really believe in prayer and sometimes my friend God allows you to go into the pit with a lion to test your faith and see if you really believe all the things you've been shouting about on Sundays you see, it's one thing to say you have faith. It's another thing to shout about faith. It's another thing to get goosebumps about faith. But it's another thing to exercise your faith in a pit with a lion staring you in the face. We don't like the pits and we don't like the lions. But I want you to know it's what's bringing you somewhere better. It's what God is using to work all things together. Ah. I think about Joseph. Everybody wants to be powerful like Joseph was at the end of the story. Second in command of Egypt. His brothers bowing down to him. His brothers having to come to him for help and input. They didn't even know who he was. But nobody wants to start out being thrown into a pit and sold into slavery. And some of you have faced some things like that in your life. Your own family chewed you up and spit you out and now you feel worthless now you feel useless and you have a 